Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Carefully Reckless, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. And just like that, we back on the air. Welcome to yet another episode of Carefully Reckless. It's your girl, Jess Hilarious. And this topic will forever be debatable because if it's one thing our people, meaning the black community, likes to do, it's go toe to toe, flow with the flow, and they love to debate on shit. So grab your tea in your halls because it's story time. Today, I got two stories. Very interesting. The first one. I was sitting at a Black-owned restaurant. Beautiful. I'm talking about superb. The ambiance is everything. It's in Baltimore City, downtown, near Harbor East, right? It's called Black Swan, B-L-K Swan. Now, Black Swan has only been open for a matter of weeks, and they're already booked up with reservations all throughout the summer. So it's hard to get in there, unless you just, you know what I'm saying, unless you girl. But y'all ain't me, so y'all gonna get in at the end of this year, right? So I'm sitting there, I'm chilling. It's a table next to me, full of females. Now, they know who I am. They speak. We take pictures. Everything is cool. But I hear them running their mouth about the prices of the food. This is what the girl said verbatim. Who the fuck they think gonna pay $42 for a salmon? Nobody's paying $42 for no fucking salmon. Like, I'm not doing it. They tripping. They tripping. Her homegirl said, what the fuck type shit they on? It's $13 for a shot of Henny? Now, listen. I sat there, I ate my food, I ain't say shit, you know, I'm, I'm not too nosy. Because, I listen, I've been there before as well, just not in a black-owned restaurant. I say this shit about white restaurants. The fuck? I'm talking about uh, five-star Michelin restaurants. I say this shit, but nevertheless, I've been there, so I didn't say shit. Their bill came. They all complained purposely about food not being cooked right. That they ate, that they never sent back, just so they can get a discount off of their fucking food. Oh. When I tell you that shit makes me so sick to my stomach, it disgusts me 
that that happened. I ain't say shit. I was pissed off about it. I did damn sure tell on their ass when they got the fuck up and left. I called their waiter over and I called the manager over too. I said, it was nothing wrong with them girls' food. That's why they didn't send it back. It was nothing wrong with the drinks. That's why they didn't send it back. They didn't feel like they should have had to pay that much because this is a black establishment. That's another form of tearing down your own fucking people. It's not about bullying all the time. It's not about that. That got under my skin. All right, story number two. Cool. I'm from Baltimore City, home of the crab. We love crabs. I'm talking about crab legs, blue crab, snow crab, king crab. We love it all, right? It's a crab spot. All over Baltimore crab spots. But it's one particular one that I liked going to. I used to like going there. Their business hours are Monday through Sunday. The hours are different, but the business days remain the same, right? I go on a Monday afternoon. It's a sign up in the door. Be back at 2 p.m. Had to run out. Cool. Come back, 2 p.m. Nobody there. Hmm, this is strange. I call. They let it go to voicemail. I see people in there, though. You know what I'm saying? I see people's heads moving around and shit. They ain't answering the phone. Cool, whatever. I leave. This is how bad I wanted these fucking crabs, y'all. Crabs in Baltimore are like crawfish in New Orleans. That's how it is. Like, that's how deeply in love we are with crabs and shit. I came back, 5 p.m. The door was still locked. I called. This time they answered. I say, yo, y'all got a sign on the door that said that y'all would be back at 2 p.m. Oh, yeah, it was definitely family. Like, we, um, we closed today. Why the fuck wouldn't you say that then? Why wouldn't you put that shit on the door? And if you had deaf in the family, why the fuck y'all in there then? I see y'all. Like, I see y'all. I cussed her out. Okay, cool. But I was so pissed because, bitch, I've been wanting crabs for three hours. Now, subtract the crabs. All right, cool. If it was anything... Anything. If it was chicken, I don't give a fuck if it was a, a black-owned florist. You have to be more professional than that. Why didn't you say we're closed for the day? Or anything. Now, nah, we got definite family, like, so yeah, we closed. But you put a sign up that said you would be back at 2 p.m. Why did I go the next day? And that sign was still up there. Still up there. However, they were open. But the sign was still up. So I never even tried the door that day, the next day. I went home. I called around like 3 Waited an hour, called. I said, yo, like, y'all still grieving? Y'all still going through y'all, you know, y'all thing or y'all? The girl said, this the girl that hung up on me yesterday? I lied to you not. Now, this Baltimore City. Anything is liable to happen. I said, yes, I am. She was like, yeah, well, we closed today too. Hung up on me. Hung up back on me. You feel me? Like, (laughs) I said, all right, cool, whatever. After they hung up on me, I called back to be petty just to hang up on them and shit. You know what I'm saying? Called from a different number and just hung up on their ass. Like, I was mad or whatever. So they knew it was me. They put two and two together. Got the same voice. Voice is very distinctive. Whatever. So that's the end of that story. So those are two different stories, okay? Now we're going to head over to Carefully Reckless Discussion. Hold up, hold up. I know this shit getting good, but listen to just a couple seconds of a commercial. If you love me, you'll listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. 
because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's discuss this. That's two different stories. That's an upside of having a black-owned business, and then that's the downside of supporting a black-owned business, okay? The first story where I was talking about Black Swan. Now, it's a beautiful restaurant. If you visit Baltimore, you have to go, but you have to make your reservations like right now. If you want a reservation for Christmas, nigga, you better call tonight and ask them niggas, do they have any reservations open for Christmas? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really, really nice. And it's downtown, you know, surrounded by a bunch of white businesses and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, first of all, that's something big to me. I don't know if that's big to anybody else. That shit is big to me. Because there's been a stigma put on black businesses. Majority of people think, black and both white, that black businesses belong in the hood. That they only flourish in the hood. They only prosper in the hood. No. That's a stigma. That's something that we've been conditioned to fucking think. Not true at all. This is in the middle of fucking Harbor East, surrounded by Ocean Air and Nando's and T-Volve. These are uh, nice establishment, you know, restaurants and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's been around for years and years. The problem to me, when I was sitting next to that table of black girls, that pissed me off because would you have had that same fucking energy sitting in Ruth Chris where... Salmon is $50 and up. You can't get no salmon for no $49, $47 and no fucking roof, Chris. But you think because you're in a black establishment that what? It's supposed to be $15, $4.99. You want some McDonald's prices because we black? Because this is a black owned establishment? If you can pay $120 a plate at roof, Chris, you can pay $120 a plate at Black Swan. You understand what I'm saying? That's what I don't like. And it's kind of fucked up, you know? And of course I wanted to say something, but like I said, they were still human. And a lot of people are ignorant. They were ignorant to their actions. They didn't even know any fucking better. How disgusted they made the people around them. I wasn't the only one that heard them. You know what I'm saying? It was even white people in that bitch looking at them like, are you serious right now? 
Are you fucking serious? Complaining about a $13 shot? When y'all same bitches will go and pay for a section at a club and pay $4.50 for a bottle of Casamigos? When you can stop by the bar? You can stop by the fucking bar and get the same bottle for under $50? Is you goofy? That shit pissed me off. Now the second story. The unprofessionalism that I experienced with the black-owned crab spot. I was mad at that shit. They couldn't get past their fucking egos enough to realize we are running a business. Now, I get the deaf in the family, but it's so many of y'all. One of y'all couldn't cover that store, couldn't open that store. Y'all was in the fucking store. Y'all just had the door locked. Y'all not at a funeral. Y'all wasn't sitting in there praying and crying. Y'all wasn't sitting in there reminiscing about whoever died or nothing. Y'all were in there bullshitting. I can look through the door and see you guys. Y'all didn't feel like opening the store. That's what it is a lot of times. And I've experienced this more than once. We have to do better as black businesses if we want better. Now, that's not in all cases because it's do's and don'ts for customers. And then it's do's and don'ts for black business owners. You know what I'm saying? The do's and the don'ts. The do's prioritize your customer service. I'm talking about get back to your customers as fast and quickly as you can, as respectful as you can, even if you're not having a good day. I'm not supposed to know that. I'm a customer. It's a lot of attitudes that that happen, even in white businesses. Listen, I remember working at McDonald's right in the hood, Park Heights, Cold Spring. I used to work in a drive-thru at a McDonald's in the hood. I never gave nobody no fucking attitude, never. And that's when I was going through shit going through relationship shit. I was pregnant. I was hot. The air wasn't working. The ice cream machine down. And all the fuck I was craving was ice cream and fries with extra salt. Nigga, you understand what I'm saying? All of that. They never, ever knew what the fuck I was going through, man. I got locked up. All that shit. I was on the fucking run working in the window at McDonald's. Nobody ever knew any of that shit because it was always, it's a great day at McDonald's. I'm going to take your order. Would you like to try the McDouble with the McSauce? You know, I was always like that. Like how y'all pull up the Chick-fil-A? That's how I always was. But I had other coworkers that'd be like, how you doing? Can I take your order? Is that all for you, ma'am? Ma'am, hello. Is that all? Excuse me. I can't hear it. Can you tell your kids be quiet? I'm talking about you liable to hear anything in the motherfucking drive-thru in McDonald's in Baltimore City, West Baltimore City. I don't know how East get down because I don't be over there like that. But I'm from West and that happens. And I still order. I still go for my son and deal with the attitude. But why must we? A lot of black people have attitudes when they fucking working at white companies. That's why we should try our best not to do it when we have our own fucking companies. It should never happen because customers don't do anything to you off the rip. Like you got some nasty customers, but your job is to always be professional. You can't let nobody see you sweat. That's in customer service. That's when you're working with the public. You must understand that. They put the fucking sign on the door. False advertisement. It's one thing that gets up under my fucking skin with black businesses. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want to see y'all in the comments. Oh, white businesses do it too. Am I fucking white? Are you white? We not worrying about their asses. I'm worrying about the betterment of us as a people and as black creators, as black business owners, as black CEOs. That's what I'm worrying about. I'm not worrying about no fucking white people. Let them do what they do. Who cares? But when you're putting your money into your community, you are owed that respect. Because no, I don't have to spend my money here. I can go to a white company, you know? And then when we say shit like that, we're bashed because that's the reality of how the fuck we feel when we feel slighted by our own people who don't want to be professional for free. It's nothing to smile. It costs nothing. 
to say, how was your day? Thank you. Thanks for shopping with us. Come back again. It costs nothing. And then you got your black companies who are A1 and everything. I'm talking about customer service. I'm talking about food, like the restaurant, Black Swan, everything. Them bitches just had to find something to complain about because it was too damn good. And one of the comments that disgusted me even further was a comment that one of my people made who walked in with me when they looked around. They was like, okay, now this look like a white person restaurant. This look like the white people did it. Why the fuck would that even come out your mouth? That's shitting on us. Do you not know that? Oh my God, the ignorance. You don't even know that you're shitting on us. What do you mean? What the fuck does white people establishment look like? Like, what, what the fuck does that mean? Like when people be like, oh, you look gay. What the fuck does gay look like? What the fuck does a white person establishment really look like? No, nah, Black Swan was created by a team of black people, very close knit friends who've been in businesses for years, who've been in a business for years. You know, they waited for the right time. You know what I'm saying? We got a, a lot of other black restaurants too. We got uh, Nacho Bangers. Shout out to him. Black owned. Good food. We got Poppy Cuisine. That's Canton. That's Fell's Point. That's where all the white people live. But I ain't going to say, this shit look white. This shit look like the white people did it. We're giving them too much fucking power when we speak that shit over ourselves. And then y'all wonder why they treat us like that sometimes. Because we give them too much fucking power. We give them too much fucking credit. Another thing. Why do we always expect discounts from our own people? And I know this is cliche, but I'm going to keep saying, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be the, the hundredth person to say it. You will stand in a fucking Gucci line. You will stand in a Louis line. I'm talking about for hours. No appointment. You sitting there standing in fucking line, watching other people shop, waiting for your turn. But let you be at a black owned boutique and somebody wait too long to come over to you. Oh my God, like I can't get no help. Like, what is it? You wouldn't say that, wouldn't dare say that to Mary Claire at fucking Louis Vuitton. You would never say that. That shit pisses me off. I hate it. Don't expect cheap product because you're putting a stigma on us. We've put the stigma on ourselves. Everything we do is, is supposed to be cheap. Or we supposed to look out, man, look out for me, man. Look out, look out. How the fuck I'm gonna make my money if I'm looking out for you? It's not gonna work. I got cousins who don't wanna buy my waist trainers, my Doctor Who waist trainers. Come on, like, come on, no. And because I didn't give any out for free, they bought them from Waste Watchers. Ain't that a bitch? You went to go buy them from somewhere else. You ain't jumping Waste Watchers DMs and be like, come on, can you look out for me? Can you, can you, cause I'm your fucking cousin? You supposed to get something for free? If I give out all my shit for free, how the fuck am I making money? I don't get up and go clock in every day. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got job security. Y'all got jobs. I got a lot of family members with great jobs. Mad cause I won't give them a discount on my shit. Bitch, you got job security. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no telling. The internet wiped out. What the fuck I'm going to do? You work for the government, bitch. You are secure as secure as can be. That's fucked up. I do not like that. Now, I'm not saying I won't be a celebrity if the internet is wiped out, but my internet, my platform, y'all are my people. The internet is how y'all know to listen to Carefully Reckless every Wednesday. The internet is how y'all know I sell waist trainers and y'all know I got them on my website. You know, I have another business launching, Messy Paws. It's for canines. It's for dogs where I'm selling doggy clothes and, um, you know, doggy playpens and doggy beds and all that type of shit, man. Don't shit on your black creators. Don't shit on black CEOs. Don't shit on black businesses. And back some time ago, I addressed some shit about black businesses, but it's nothing other than what the fuck I'm saying now. We need to better ourselves if we want better results. I don't care if you sell makeup, if you do makeup, if you, you know, whatever. If somebody complained about your product, don't fight them in the comments. Don't tell a bitch pull up. What type of shit you on? 
Ain't nobody at Sephora or Mac telling somebody to pull up because somebody complained about a fucking product. No. You apologize, you keep it moving. You can even do one further. Ask, okay, what do you suggest I do? Because I'm telling you, your customers make you better. They're the one buying the shit. They're the ones that have to put this shit on their face. They the ones that got to walk out in this shit. Trust me, their opinions and their feedback and their suggestions matter for the betterment of our brands, for the betterment of our companies. You know what I'm saying? Your brand is everything. Protect it, especially in your business. And we have to do better as black customers and uplift these businesses, help them improve, help us improve. When I first started selling my waist trainers, I had a lot of complaints. I don't like the double band just to make my back fat roll up, you know, up into the back of my neck and all that shit. I listened to that shit. I didn't say, oh, bitch, this ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? No, I listened. And I I went through six or seven fucking vendors before I found the right one, waiting for samples and shit. I was ready to get up and go to China my goddamn self. But, you know, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I just wanted to sound like that was something I would do and shit. No, I'm scared, you know, kind of scared to go over there. I don't know what the fuck, you know, they got different bugs. Like, I'm kind of scared to go to Africa because of the mosquitoes and shit. I heard if you get bit by a mosquito over there, you might collapse. I don't know. It's just, I'm scared of the bugs in different countries. I ain't fucking with it. But um, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. The point is improvement. We need to help each other improve. You don't see Gucci putting Louis down. You don't see Bottega putting down Prada. You don't see that shit. You just see them copying the same different styles, selling that shit because they know we all going to run to the fucking store and buy it. Let's do the same with our shit. Let's do the same within our companies. Now we got a commercial. And if you click off this podcast, I swear I'm going to beat your ass. Listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. 
about $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now that brings me to Just Fix My Mess. Now y'all know I always come to y'all to get y'all feedback, because, you know, I need that. I said on Instagram, I see a lot of black people bashing black businesses. Your take on black business bashing, go. Humbled and hungry underscore on Instagram said, as a black entrepreneur, I find it very disheartening that we are so impatient with our brothers and sisters. We will wait in a McDonald's line for shitty service and keep coming back every time knowing that we get bottom level service and mediocre product. But let a black business owner make one simple mistake. And now it's this is why I don't support black businesses. That's ass backwards. We do easily subscribe to large corporations, but when it comes to doing business with one another, it's almost as if we look for problems or reasons not to support. And you are fucking right, Chef Serenity. And shout out to you because she is a chef, so she has her own black-owned business as well. Chef Serenity, humbled and hungry underscore. Check out her food, y'all. I don't know where she is, but she just spoke some real shit. I have no words for that because when you're right, you're right. <laughs> Nina Starr with two R's underscore says black, white, orange. It doesn't matter if the customer service is weak. I'm not supporting and don't lie and have store hours. But your store is never open. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, Emma. Thank you, honey. That goes back to story number two. I told y'all. Oh, my God. That shit pisses me off. Don't do that. Don't do don't do that. Dope Girl Slim says. I don't see why we can't give constructive criticism. Reviews help one another to improve and stop putting failure and black in the same phrase. Remember what I told you about that stigma? She also said also black women slash men are starting to take over the beauty industry, which once was dominated by non-black people. We are raising quality and standards. So let's help each other instead of bashing. We are in a time where entrepreneurship is more accessible, which means more people are trying it and may learn that it's not for them. That's also something else I wanted to touch on. I like the end of that. She said some people may be trying to be business owners and start their own business because it's more accessible. It's more at our fingertips than it ever was before with the Internet and shit. You know what I'm saying? People get these platforms and they just want to dive into entrepreneurship. It doesn't work for everybody, but let them figure that out. And also to those people know when to get out. You have to know, you have to know what's good for you. And it takes time. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but don't keep trying to take on a, a task that you are constantly failing at. If you're not trying to figure out why the fuck you're failing and don't miss the message because of who said it. And I'm the one that said it. Thank you so much, Juju. Dope girl slim. I like that. Last one I'm going to read. Getting mad at shipping from black companies when people wait years for Fashion Nova. Never giving black businesses grace, acting as if it's a chore to support black owners. Yes, that's another thing I wanted to speak on. That was the end of Just Fix My Mess. I want to end it off on this. I like that. And we're going to leave this right here. Acting as if it's a chore to support black businesses. Now, I see a lot of people that get very upset and very irritated when people don't support black businesses. And that don't mean that they don't support the cause. They just don't buy. It's not a chore. It's not a requirement. Don't get upset 
where there is two people who won't buy, there's 20 who will. Don't focus on bashing the people who just simply won't support your business. Put all of that energy into the people who do. Put all of that energy into bettering yourself as a CEO and bettering your company, bettering your product. Always look for ways to be innovative, to improve your shit. You understand what I'm saying? And we're going to leave that right there. But before we go, I want to give a shout out to a couple black businesses that I have experienced nothing but great, great service with. Supercent. She got her crayon case makeup company, man. I love it. Her eyeshadows are pigmented. My favorite, let me tell you, my favorite makeup product by her is a setting powder. I ain't gonna lie. A, a bitch get creasy. Um, but I, I love Supercent's makeup. I love it. Y'all should try it. Also, Juvia's Place. That's also a black-owned company. I was uh, an ambassador for them. I love their fucking makeup. Their foundations are great. They oxidize, but they are great foundations. It's good for coverage. Perfect full coverage all day. Be Simone Beauty. I love B. Simone's lip glosses. I love her lashes. You have to try it. No, I'm not just saying this shit because she's my friend. I'm saying this shit because she is black. She's a black woman and she has great quality products. I ain't gonna promote no bullshit, y'all. I'm really, really not. Not on this goddamn podcast. Not the way y'all be listening every goddamn Wednesday. I ain't gonna fill y'all head with no bullshit now. Try that. Remember to try Black Swan. That's a restaurant in downtown Baltimore. Make sure you try it. It's downtown. Remember, it's spelled B-L-K Swan. If you can get in there, tell them Jess sent you. You want to get in shape, want to get in fit, you want to start working on your body, shop Dr. Who. That's my fitness line. You got a dog. I'm dropping my messy paws, K9 Clothier Company, this week. Get it. Get it. Get it. Everybody with little dogs. You know, little Frenchies, little Yorkies, Shih Tzus, Bichons, all of that. Whatever you have, a poodle, whatever. I cater to the little dogs. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be stomping with the big dogs, you know, soon. But right now, I'm just catering to little dogs. So make sure you uplift our black businesses. Support them. Don't bash them. Don't tear them down. Help them improve. And just like that, we've come to the end of this episode of Carefully Reckless. Make sure you tune in next Wednesday, every Wednesday, because it's hump day. Peace. Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.